I have a cold, Sam has allergies, and I think Sophia's given up, so this is going to be a really good one. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> Welcome to Midlight Crisis. This is a real podcast hosted by three grown adults revisiting books from our teens, and we hate it. <laughs> we hate it. We hate, hate it so much. So much. We, like, started this podcast being like, okay, we're going to, like, have a positive time reading this book that is probably going to be bad, but we're going to make sure to not be too harsh on Stephanie Meyer or the book, (laughs) and now we're sitting here being like, I hate Edward more than life itself. (laughs) It's chapter eight. I'm ready to burn this whole thing down. (laughs) I'm throwing Midnight Sun into the garbage and lighting it on fire. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about these two bad books. You know what? I'm here to say, I never thought I'd say I like Twilight more than Midnight Sun. Right? And yet here we are. Yeah, I'm in the exact same boat as you. I mean, Midnight Sun is the worst book ever. Well, it's Mm. a bad book. Have you ever read Summer of My German Soldier? Because that was a terrible book. Have you ever read read Fifty Shades of Grey? That's (laughs) a bad book. (laughs) Alright, you guys can talk about Star Wars for a minute, because I'm going to talk about how bad Fifty Shades of Grey is. Our podcast within a podcast. He wears jeans just to have sex in. <laughs> Baby Yoda deserves a timeout. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, in retrospect, those are two things we said out of <laughs> taken in context together are gonna sound really weird. Really bad. Should we start the podcast? Yeah, we're now we're starting the podcast. It's already yes. started. Hey Sophie, what's your name? Oh yeah, <laughs> guys! I had like three shots and also cough syrup. I like I don't I can't. You're not supposed to do that. Okay. Oh my god. I mean, it was Hi. in the last like half hour, so if I pass out suddenly, maybe call the yeah. police. Okay, we have to finish this podcast in 20 minutes or less. Okay. Ooh, okay. Speed round. Hi, I'm Sophie. My randomly generated young adult novel name this week is The Night of Memories and Questing. And that's night like a questing night. So it works out really well. It's just a good book. Yeah. Yeah. The end. What are your guys' names? (laughs) Oh, get ready. I don't know if I'm going to hold myself together for this. I'm Sam. And my book title today is A Spoonful of Grilling and Cats. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, listen. It's yeah. 100%. You're just trying to fucking grill something. And you're just like, I'm going to take a spoonful of this to taste it. And then your cat's already like, I'm eating it. I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Doing that cat thing where they like put their hand on your spoon and are like, no, no, this goes to my mouth now. Yeah. Yes. I See, I like this a lot better than what I was imagining, which was a Hansel and Gretel story, but the witch just grills a lot of cats. Yeah, not great. Anyways. Our podcast is about being posy, right? Yeah. We're we're here to say no cats were grilled in the making of this novel. Well, I'm Hannah, and my YA title for this week is The Tale of Gills and Face Masks. So uh, it's about you right now, Sophie. It's my job. Yeah. (laughs) Dang. The Tale of Gills... And face masks is just about you just get salt water on your face mask all the time and it sucks. <laughs> Let me just say that. 
Loki being waterboarded every hour all the time. Uh, I never thought about that because I was always just like soaked all the time at work. And I can't even imagine having to wear a crusty (laughs) salt water mask all day. So crusty. And then you you start a siphon and you're like, oh, the face mask is going to act like a cloth. And then it just like waterboards you in the face. (laughs) Oh my God. So let's talk about these two bad books, I guess. Chapter 8 of Twilight is Port Angeles, which I think is the same name as Midnight Sun. Yeah, boy. We're going to start this off. Edward admits he is stalking Bella, and she feels pleasure. This is why women have wrong expectations of how men should show affection. Oh, my God. Anyways, the chapter didn't start off all that bad. We all get uh, an invigorating dose of estrogen with that girl time shopping. (laughs) I miss shopping. Bella almost gets attacked, but Edward saves the day and then takes her to dinner where he just full on admits he can read minds. And I feel like I'm missing something here, but wow, this date was wild. If I was on this first date, the number of red flags, I I would get up and leave immediately. Anyways, I'm going to stop now before I explode. Hannah, please give your summary. Oh, cool. Uh, My summary is like three times as long as yours, despite the fact that nothing different happened. I just got really mad while I was writing it. But I mean, the chapter in Edward's point of view is about three times as long. So it it makes sense. Yeah, really, my lack of conciseness is just, you know, keeping in par with the style of my assigned summary novel. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, so chapter nine of Midnight Sun, Port Angeles. Once again, this chapter covers no ground that we did not just tread with Twilight. Edward follows the girls to Port Angeles and keeps loose tabs on them while brooding and judging his brothers for their shortcomings, which is like a cool thing to do. Love it. Great. Then he realizes he's lost track of Bella, the absolute horror, and freaks out trying to find her, only to more justifiably freak out when he finds her in the head of Port Angeles's... Mm-hmm. Not even one. <laughs> uh, when he finds her in the head of Port Angeles, apparently only serial rapist, who is some guy called Lanny, who, of course, is the only character thus far described as being dark, because, like, let's sprinkle some casual racism in with the rest of this chapter's crimes. Why not? And he, you know, rescues Bella, and the rest of the chapter covers the dinner date, and classic Midnight Sun style makes the whole thing so much worse. Edward spends a little bit too long thinking about what Lanny has done to other people and comparing him to the crimes described in unnecessary detail of the worst person that Edward has ever killed. And then he just completely takes the potential romance right out of the scene with his usual fare of possessiveness and homicidal rage. He then starts revealing his secrets to Bella because he wants her to know him. All well, he thinks of her as a possession rather than a human. Can someone remind me why I was on Team Edward as a kid? (laughs) I certainly can't. What the hell? Yeah, I am ashamed of myself. I'm not going to lie. Like, every chapter, I think it can't possibly get worse. And it does. Edward gets worse. Yeah. It's just, like, so textbook red flag. Yeah. Right? Every aspect of everything that edward does is just like i this is can't be what a real person would do because it's so red flag-y i have a collection of quotes i would like to read to you 
about the way that Edward thinks about Bella. Ooh. Yes. Just like some snippets of lines yeah. here. I know you're yeah. going to read them to us so that we can react to them. Can I, do I have to listen? No. <laughs> no, I will listen. The ones that I wrote down are, and though I couldn't have her, the dream of having her, I wanted her too much, not letting you out of my sight. I wasn't giving her a chance to say no. Oof. The caveat, these are all within two pages. Oh my god. Like, those, oh my god. those were not all of them, and those five quotes were all from within two pages. Like, that is... Oh my god. So not good. Like, he talks about her like she's a possession, like she's not a real person. She's a thing that he wants. Ugh. I did, like, speechless, all of us. <laughs> it's just the worst We've said this before, but we're going to say it again. Like, if anyone ever talks to you like this or treats you like this, just get the fuck out of Dodge. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, remember how the first time this came up, we were all like, oh, gotta be careful about this. And now it's like, it just keeps coming up. Every single chapter it's coming up. Like, I'm kind of running out of things to say about it, except that I'm very angry. (laughs) I'm very angry and I don't like Edward. I just think back to when I was 16 or 17 and my friends getting me this t-shirt. They had photoshopped my face on it with like marrying Edward. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm so happy I don't still have that t-shirt. Like, I think I would burn it in my sink right now. I was going to say, we could have a ritual burning. Yeah, actually, that would have been good. A ritual bonfire burn. Wait, oh my Sam, God. Sam, when's your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have a present for you. <laughs> Sophie, I swear to God, you're the one who can Photoshop in this trio? No. <laughs> it would be really good. Sam, you said you don't have this shirt anymore. What yeah. happened to it? I I think it ended up in a value village. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I wish I'd found that. <laughs> can you imagine coming across that shirt? <laughs> Um, yeah. If any of our millions of Twitter followers found that shirt in <laughs> 12 it, millions, found it in a value village in Ontario, please let us know. <laughs> Anyways, anyway. we went off track. Can we talk about a landmark moment in this chapter? Super yes. important. A positive moment. Oh. oh. Angela gets actual words to say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's true. Did either of you notice that the first two lines she says, both of them are described (laughs) as talking quietly? (laughs) Yes, I did. That seems like Angela's defining character trait. It almost seems like she's just very quiet. (laughs) Uh, I know. I was like, oh, Angela gets like some lines. And as I kept reading, I was like, oh, she gets some more lines. This is fun. This is nice. And then I was like, ah, she said that quietly. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the next thing that describes her is passively all right Mm -hmm. i actually i really liked the scene of the three of them hanging out dress shopping yeah sophie i know you hate like the quote-unquote girl things but it was such like a nice girl moment and i was like i would love to hang out with my lady friends and do stereotypically feminine activities right now that seems like it'd be very nice I, let me be clear. I did not like mm-hmm. in the previous chapter where she just like hand wavy, oh, girly things. Yeah. Okay, uh, 
but the mm-hmm. opening of this chapter with them being like, yeah, we listened to, you know, whiny rock music and talked mm-hmm. about girl stuff. I was like, oh man, that sounds so yeah. good. <laughs> they yeah. talked about the boys they hung out with and I was like, oh, we have done that so many times. <laughs> <laughs> it made me like miss hanging out with you guys in person. Right. Me too. <laughs> yeah. The quarantine, but it's also yeah. just the... It's also yeah. been like two and a half years since I moved away. <laughs> yeah. Just to stay on the Angela topic for a minute. Mm-hmm. Anyone else shocked at how chill she was about a guy asking her to a dance? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, she didn't really care. It's like, I would have cared so much. That never happened to me. I would yeah, have cared a lot. care if it's the last person I would want to go to a dance with. If someone asked me, I'd feel like, wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, as someone who never got asked to a dance, yeah, <laughs> like I would have loved that I would have been freaking out. Yeah, I just went to dances with my friends, and that was fun. But dancing with a boy would have been chill. It would have. Been <laughs> I think cool. I would have been too nervous to enjoy it. Actually, yeah, fair. I fair. feel like Angela is like very quietly confident, which I'm yeah. a little bit envious of. Like she seems yeah. she knows who she is and like what. She wants, I think, which I appreciate. Yeah. What was it? There was a comment about how she was excited to wear heels because Eric is tall. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cute. But also, I, as like a fairly tall woman who doesn't really care, I'm not a fan of the cultural thing where women should be shorter than their dates, but also wear heels unless their heels will make them taller than their date. Yeah. Like, just like <laughs> wildly confusing social rules. Yeah. yeah. If I'm taller than somebody, that's fine. I don't know why it's not fine. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's all fine. As it's long as you're enjoying fine. the person you're with, it do- it shouldn't matter what you look yeah. like. Yeah. And if you want to wear heels, then wear them. And if you don't, then don't. Yep. yep. Be eight feet taller than him. It's fine. <laughs> the, the dream. <laughs> the dream. An eight foot tall woman. <laughs> so... When Bella's, like, wandering around the town, at one point, she starts thinking about Edward and then gets mad about the fact that she's thinking about Edward, and in her, like, internal monologue, refers to him as a stupid, unreliable vampire, and that made me laugh (laughs) so much. (laughs) I was gonna suggest that we just start adding, like, tacking on all the qualifiers to vampire that we gather through Midnight Sun and Twilight, so, like, (laughs) right now, we're at Stupid, unreliable, creepy, obsessive vampire stalker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Edward in a nutshell already yeah, right. right there. No, you haven't added dramatic in there somewhere. Oh, true. Yes. We'll get to it, I'm sure. Yeah. I am starting to realize that, like, it's not just that the writing is super dramatic. It's just Edward really is this much of a drama queen all the yeah. time. Yeah. It's like the most melodramatic character since, like, Holden Caulfield. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Too dramatic. He just, I don't know what he needs, to be honest. Like, yeah, I like, on a actual content note, this, like, chapter in Midnight Sun, I just had no idea what was happening. I didn't understand what Edward wanted or what his plan was. Like, in previous chapters, it kind of seemed like he was heading towards something. Mm-hmm. And then this chapter, he's just, like, vacillating all over the place being, like, <laughs> oh my gosh. back to his, like, oh, but I want to be with her. Oh, but I'm gonna kill her. Oh, but I want to be with her. Oh, you shouldn't be near me. Uh, there's the part where he's, like, 
run, Bella, run. Stay, Bella, stay. Oh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah I fucking this whole chapter. You could just write those six words and that could be the chapter. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. But also, like, how obtuse is he? He still doesn't get, like, he's still like, oh, I wish I could do that to Bella. Oh, I wish I had that effect <laughs> on Bella. Like, I'm like, are you stupid? Do you not realize? I thought we realized that, like, she was horny for you. I, yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> he, like, he had that realization. We talked about it. I don't know if it was last time or, like, the time yeah. before. And this whole time he's still, like, questioning, like, oh, my, I just, I wish I could do that to Bella. I wish Bella had that reaction to me. I'm like, she you're, you're so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> she, she literally says that she's dazzled by you. <laughs> yeah, right? In <laughs> the way that, like, you are hoping because you're literally being like, oh, I did that to this hostess. And then she's like, yeah, <laughs> to me also. <laughs> I just like, I can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Edward, like the summary, I guess, is Bella attracts a creepy guy and then Edward shows up and saves the day. And he makes this comment to her that like only you could find trouble in a city this small and you would have devastated their crime rate statistics for a decade. So I like went looking a little bit at <laughs> oh, Port no. Angeles. Oh no. oh no. Most of what I found, I will preface this by saying is like 2020 data, but there are a few things that went back a little further. And at the moment, Port Angeles has a population of just over 20,000 people. So it's like a city, but a fairly small city. For comparison, Seattle is about 750,000 and Forks is just under 4,000. So like, you know, it's in there. Yeah. It actually, I thought was nice, has a long history as a settlement for multiple different indigenous populations. And in the last couple of years, they've started adding bilingual signage at some of the intersections in town in Klalem, which is one of the one of the Cilician languages that is classified as an extinct language since the last native speaker died a couple years ago but there are still a number of like second language speakers in the area so that's pretty cool (laughs) and then i specifically googled port angeles crime rate literally the first sentence that popped up was this With a crime rate of 47 per 1,000 residents, Port Angeles has one of the highest crime rates in America compared to all communities of all sizes. (laughs) So it's like violent crime statistics are higher than almost 90% of U.S. cities. Again, these are 2020 numbers, but like the 2005 numbers were worse. They currently have like 37 registered sex offenders and a population of only 20,000 people. Oh my god. So like, wow. You're super likely to get raped or robbed in Port Angeles. Not likely to get murdered. They only have like one or two murders a year. So like maybe that's the statistic that Bella was gonna <laughs> devastate. Yeah, But literally okay. <laughs> one of the most dangerous places to live in terms of violent crime in the United States. Holy so uh, good job. <laughs> Do you think like this is a case of Stephanie Meyer, like galaxy braining, knowing all this, and that's why it's said in Port Angeles and this happens? Or do you think it's Stephanie Meyer, you know, looking up a nearby town and then briefly glancing across what the <laughs> geography of it was and then being like, okay, done with that? The latter. I'm guessing the latter. <laughs> yeah, probably. The latter yeah. seems to. Because, <laughs> I mean, if she had done. I, I spent like 30 minutes Googling this, Max. Like if she had done even that much research, she probably wow. would have found the same statistic I did, right? 
Right. And then I mean, it, it would have been so easy to just not put in that one line of you would have devastated their crimes, crime rate statistics. I mean, you could argue that Edward doesn't know the crime rate statistics, but maybe <laughs> Stephanie Meyer does. <laughs> Edward knows the roster of every major and minor league baseball team in the United States. I'm sure he knows crime statistics of the towns that he lives near. Probably when he was stalking Bella, he's like, I should look up the crime That's- <laughs> I was going to say, he probably obsessively looked up the like probability risk of every possible thing that could happen to Bella <laughs> while he watched her sleep. Uh, I mean, if, if that were if that were true, when she would said she was going to Port Angeles, he would have like Freaked keeled out. over. Like, true. holy <laughs> shit, don't go true. there. <laughs> Nobody. I mean, he did there. violently follow her. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Violently following is a good way to describe that. (laughs) One thing I did like about the Midnight Sun chapter, the one thing, because if you could see my Midnight Sun chapter notes, (laughs) it only has these two words in it, Uh (laughs) is Edward talking about when he's explaining his mind reading powers, just, you know, like that, like you do to someone on a date, to your first date. Yeah. He says, oh, that's now part of the vampire canon. Right? <laughs> I just was like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like, like, I don't, like, I wouldn't tell an alien if it came up and was like, oh, humans can run fast. I'm like, that's actually not part of the human canon. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> describe that as myself. <laughs> I would say it's like human biology or like human, not canon. Aren't there mind reading vampires? Is that not a thing? Aren't there more of them? Yeah, there's definitely, I don't, I can't name them, but I'm almost certain that there's other stories of mind reading. Yeah. I mean, I, we've kind of already talked about like, she didn't find Bram Stoker's Dracula. So maybe there isn't that much vampire canon. In the world. Yeah, I thought I did think that was interesting and like establishing what the universe mm-hmm. knows about <laughs> vampires. Yeah. In Twilight. Next fella's gonna be like, well, my vampire headcanon is. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, Bella just like casually mentions that Edward can read minds. And I did she when did she realize this? Yeah. I had the nowhere. same thought. No, it's nowhere. Okay, like, it wasn't just me forgetting. Like, it, no. This is the first time it comes up. Like, we're so in her head in the Twilight chapters, and it just doesn't... She isn't even, like, pondering it or being like, oh, well, the only thing that would explain, you know, X, Y, Z would be if he could read minds. Like, there's no hint that None. she would know that. None. Yeah, I, that's so weird. Like, she just jumped to that conclusion. She decided he was a vampire and then was like, you know what else? I did not come across this in the vampire canon, but I believe this vampire can read minds. Like, what? What? How many leaps are you doing? Yeah, especially as the one person whose mind he can't read. Yeah. Her entire experience with him is him not being able to tell what she's thinking. Yeah. And so why would she guess that he would be able to read thoughts? Oh, well, it was a hypothetical, remember? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It was Joe, right? Yeah. It was Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Hypothetically. Joe can read minds, with a few exceptions. Hypothetically, one exception. I was like, what, what is this conversation? Are you it was happening? so bad. I was just, I don't remember it th- being so in our face. I don't remember yeah. it being so like, oh yeah, you can read minds. And like he, him just being like, yeah. 
right? I, I just, I'm so confused and just, I don't understand how Bella came to that conclusion and also was not unnerved by it at all. Yeah. Yeah. If you were sitting across the table and your date said that he could read your mind, <laughs> like, wouldn't you immediately leave? Yes. Honestly, worse than that is your date sitting across the table and being like, I can read everyone's mind except for yours. Yes. Like, it's even way worse somehow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's even worse than the fact that he can read everybody's mind except yours. The fact that he confesses to contemplating multiple murders and the only yeah. reason he's not doing them is because you are on a date with him eating mushroom ravioli. I mean... And Bella's like, this is fine. Well, with a caveat of if... I had been stalked by four men in a dark street and someone was like, yeah, I would have killed them. That's <laughs> like, a good point. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would probably be like, why don't you go do that actually? Yeah. <laughs> and come back. Bye. Come back after. <laughs> Take five. But that's just us. Uh, anyway, what were you about to say? <laughs> yeah. Edward's, mind reading is like a central theme particularly of his chapter and like the more he talks about it the more i do not understand how it works yeah did, did, yeah like did the details that came out confuse anybody else well i didn't realize it was so image based yeah. and like i also like what's the distance on this like yep. how far close away does he have to be and like i was really disturbed that he just like popped into Angela's mind and she was mid-changing. And it's like, wait, do you like actually see out of their eyes? Like, yeah. I thought it was just thought. I was so confused. Those are all like things that I wrote down as well. Like, I, what? Yeah. Is he like seeing what they see? Is he like hearing what they think? And then he talks about how when he, when Carlisle had first turned him into a vampire, Carlisle noticed, like, way before Edward did, that Edward was reading his mind because Edward was responding to Carlisle as if he had spoken his thoughts aloud. It's like, so are people's thoughts the same as their physical voices, even though, like, physical voices are due to your physical body and, like, the physical transmission of vibrations through a medium, and neither of those are present when you're mind reading? Whoa. Like, my voice in my head doesn't sound like my voice out loud, so why would my mental voice sound like my speaking voice? But it must have been so similar that he didn't notice somehow. Like, I, I, don't, well, well, <laughs> I like, don't understand. Well, like, in your own head, you don't think your voice is someone else's voice. And so, right, like, maybe that feeling translates? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, because I, I think in the voice that I hear. So, yeah. and everyone's voice sounds different to them than it does on audio. So yeah, editing this podcast is a nightmare for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the one time I helped you with it, I was like, oh my god, I need to not <laughs> listen to myself talk anymore. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm guessing it's similar enough though, because like I, I hear myself when I hear myself on video, I'm like, oh yeah, that's me, but it's not what I hear. But yeah, now I'm like, how how would that work? Yeah. I, I don't it's, know. It's baffling i feel like i don't i can't figure out what the internal logic is in this mind reading superpower and like i know a magic system in fantasy has to have a logic that's applied to it like yeah. that's just a base part of fantasy world building 
And I would assume that Stephanie Meyer has one. I don't But think she so. hasn't communicated it very well. Yeah, I mean, there's that. <laughs> I don't... Uh. I honestly, I genuinely don't think she thought about it. Because if you think about, like, all the vampire powers... They're like so nonsensical. They're all nonsensical. They don't make sense. It doesn't really make sense who gets powers, who doesn't. Like, Bella's made sense because she could block people's powers and the mind and Alice could have premonitions but like what would Edward's precursor have been to reading minds or like yeah. could there's one of the vamps that can like control the elements right yeah, so like could he do that as a human that's I was thinking about him too and like Jane's thing where she stares at you and f- inflicts incredible pain like a cruciatus curse and like where yeah. is what? yeah it's like one of the quote unquote rules of magic world building Mm-hmm. or world building with magic in your world is that like people can only accept one hand wavy suspend disbelief mm-hmm. and so right. when you have vampires like that's kind of your hand wavy disbelief yeah <laughs> so you either have to explain the fact that you have like vampires you have to at least make an effort to be like here's the biology yeah, yeah. which maybe she kind of does and then they're like magical powers are the hand wavy disbelief (laughs) maybe yeah but yeah the central premise of this book you have to accept that vampires exist right yeah otherwise this whole story doesn't work yeah you have the vampires that exist and then you have magic but the magic is inconsistent and it's like what like you shouldn't have gotten this far to this point (laughs) and then not been able to follow through yeah yeah for specifically edward's thing i have a theory okay okay so you know that thing that happened earlier this year on tiktok where people were losing their minds over if you can picture things in your head or not oh yeah there was that tiktok video about it where it was like wait (laughs) some people can't picture things in their head i don't understand it but yes (laughs) yeah well what if it's that where edward can see through people's eyes when they can think in pictures right like he can see the images because when you're mm. walking or you're moving through the world, like you're thinking about what is happening. Oh. He's only speaking to people like words. That's the difference. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. Oh, what's the word for that? It's aphantasia. It is aphantasia. Maybe yeah. Bella and Charlie have aphantasia or some well, thing like that. I was thinking more like when he says, oh. I could see the pictures in their head versus like, I was just talking to them. Like maybe it's people who can't picture things. Maybe. But I feel like he sees like Bella through other people's eyes, like almost everyone's eyes. And he kind of goes like from person to person to person. And I think, I don't think that, isn't it like a half and half thing that like half the people, half the world can like visualize things in their heads and half the people can't. I, I think it's much know. less can't visualize. I've never been good at visualizing. I always thought it was a metaphor. Apparently it's not. I mean, I'm not good at visualizing. I'm bad at like spatial. Oh my gosh, me too. Figuring things out 3D in my head. Yeah. <laughs> but I could picture things. <laughs> I like I can only recall pictures of things I have seen. Like I remember my first experience with this and like realizing that when people say picture something they weren't speaking metaphorically was doing one of those like personality tests in elementary school where they're like okay picture square 
So I like thought about the concept of a square and then they're like, oh, is the square big or small? And it's like, oh, picture a ladder. Like, where is the ladder in relation to the square? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, I, I know what like the concept of a square is and I know what the concept of a ladder is, but they're not like physically present in a space in my head. I, I was baffled about that for years that that was like a thing that people would actually do is like Dang. physically picture a ladder. Apparently that's a thing. Anyway. But then there's also the thing where people can like think in sentences or don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there are people who think in concepts, they don't think in like words. Yeah. Like I think in sentences. So do I. So I have a mix of both. Yeah. How would Edward cuz yeah. I know several people who when I've talked about this kind of thing with them, they're like you think in words? Excuse me? <laughs> and just like Edward, I'm trying to imagine like trying to pick up what they're thinking would be like oh, what <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be wild i think i think in full-on sentences like i have full stories going on in my head at all times like yeah the way edward talks about being able to tune in and out so weird is weird because i feel like other things that have like mind reading in it it's like an overwhelming like it's always like yeah. a oh god i can't stop hearing it yeah, yeah. Which seems more, if there is an accurate, yeah. <laughs> it would be accurate. Yeah. And the fact that he can, like, search for and through specific people's yeah. minds, like he's, like, tuning a radio or something. Yeah, that's what it seems like. It's so confusing. And, like, Sam mentioned the distance. Like, they're yeah. in the restaurant and he can still hear Lanny thinking about Bella, however far away. It's like, what, how, like, what? (laughs) How does that not drive a person insane, though? Like, I just... Like, maybe I could believe, like, oh, a hundred years of practice, he's gotten good at it. But it's also like, man, that must have sucked for the first 18 years or something. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and he explicitly says that he didn't notice. Yeah. How would you not notice? How do you not notice? Did he just think everybody was, like, yelling all the time? Talking constantly in pictures? (laughs) be like you know how sometimes when people talk and you see the picture of the thing they're talking about yeah no synesthesia or whatever yeah you know sometimes you hear people talking half a city away (laughs) yeah totally normal when you're a vampire probably i guess i just think of it like the white noise like of of people talking in a restaurant or something like that and but just imagine being on your own and that's just in your head constantly and it's like i feel like yeah, the whole thing, he's like, oh, I didn't notice it. It's like, how the hell do you not notice it? Right? Yeah. Like, I would have to move to Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like if you were, if it, all of a sudden you just had all this chatter in your head and like, if you can hear from kilometers away, like, I just, I don't, I don't understand. No, it is very much lacking in internal logic. Yeah. I had a thought about something else that didn't get noticed. Did either of you guys notice that Bella hadn't noticed what Edward had been wearing until we're eight chapters in? <laughs> like, not even once? <laughs> she mentions their clothes when she first sees them, though. So, well, Kate, okay, I, I figured that had to be it because I was like, wow, if she actually has not described <laughs> what Edward was wearing up until this point, that is insane because I did not notice that. <laughs> I, like... I could have sworn that she, yeah, okay, I literally just flipped open Twilight and it came to the page where she sees them for the first time. 
She says, now that I looked, it was obvious that they were all dressed exceptionally well, simply, but in clothes that subtly hinted at designer origins. Dang. Yeah. She goes on about how pretty they are and like they could have worn anything and pulled it off and it seemed excessive for them to have both looks and money. Like there's a whole paragraph (laughs) about what they wear. Yeah. (laughs) Uh... (sighs) Guys... (laughs) I'm having a good time having, like, a bi-weekly call. I'm kind of not having a good time reading these books. <laughs> That's fair. These yeah. are not good books. They're not good books. I was, like, very much in the camp when it was very cool to hate on Twilight of, like, yeah, it's not the best thing ever, but, like, I liked it and it was fine. Yeah. And now I kind of regret that I defended it because I think it actually is that bad. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Twilight. <laughs> okay, yeah, not Twilight as bad as a... Midnight Sun. True. Yeah, uh, I would. I would probably be enjoying this a lot more if we were just reading Twilight. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, like I think I would have still been definitely off the uh, Team Edward train, but reading Midnight Sun is making it so much worse because oh it's it's his head, and his head is horrible. Yeah. It's the worst place I've ever been. <laughs> it's so awful because there are so many things in Twilight that are not that do not come across yeah. as a stalker b murderer c yeah. hateful but in midnight sun she like provides context for it that you're like oh this is what he's thinking about right now and i hate it <laughs> yeah i'm literally in my notes i have run out of synonyms to use for possessive and homicidal <laughs> yeah all of edward's thoughts are either in one of those categories or like brooding. That's yeah. it. That's all he thinks about. I'm surprised that his family seems to like him, most of them, because like <laughs> he seems insufferable to be around. <laughs> he really does. It's like, man, you chose each other. Like, I mean, clearly Rosalie hates him. Like, why are Rosalie and Emmett and Alice and Jasper there if they have yeah. to deal with this? He seems to get along pretty well with Alice. Alice is the only reason I'm still reading this book. Um, I love her. <laughs> yeah. His phone rings at some point when he's thinking about killing Lady. Oh, yeah. And I was like, 100% I it's Alice. Alice. Yeah. It's gotta be Alice. Yeah. I was so excited for that <laughs> brief Alice content. I know. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> uh, pick up the phone. <laughs> pick up the phone. Talk to Alice. I want to talk to Alice. <laughs> talk to Alice. <laughs> While we're talking about feeling bad about reading these books, yeah, I wanted to say that at the beginning of the Twilight chapter, there's a part where Bella is talking about going to find a bookstore. Yeah. Yeah, and she's basically being like, I, I don't want you guys to come <laughs> with me. <laughs> she's like, I just want to go to a bookstore alone, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, I don't know, I felt bad for Bella in that moment because I was like, oh, man. Friends that you could talk about books with, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple of them. They're pretty cool. <laughs> I like, I don't know about you guys, but my like best friends in high school were people that like we liked all the same books. And yeah. I just was like, man, Bella clearly didn't have any friends back in Phoenix. Like, doesn't have friends <laughs> here to do a thing that she likes doing. I was just sad for Bella. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was me in high school. <laughs> I I only had one friend uh, who was my friend. I did the whole Twilight YouTube channel with. She was like the only one. <laughs> the rest of my friends like 
they came to like Harry Potter premieres and like they did things, but it wasn't really their thing. And yeah, it wasn't until I actually started talking with you guys that I like really had people who felt just like the same way I felt about books. (laughs) Yeah. And it is made my life so much better. (laughs) It's so good. Did you guys notice how we we now know why there's a pomegranate on the cover? (laughs) And I got really mad because so heavy-handed. Because it was so yeah, like it just it's not the parallel I wanted because I love the whole like Persephone and Hades thing because it's the the whole. I'm gonna go on, and I think you guys know where I'm going with this. Let's (laughs) let's preface this by being like the original myth sucked yeah (laughs) i like a lot of the persephone hades variants yeah that that's it and i've gone a little down that rabbit hole of the internet yeah you sam (laughs) yeah (laughs) you said that really seriously at first that i actually didn't think you were being sarcastic and i was like i yes sophie it's me (laughs) i'm not surprised Anyways, so I just was like, it's such a stupid reason there's a pomegranate on the cover. And that's, what do you guys think? I would have loved if she didn't f- mention it in the book. Because <laughs> yeah, the cover and I was like, yeah, I get it. Pomegranate. It's, a do- it's, it's Persephone. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing anyone thinks when there's a pomegranate anywhere. <laughs> yeah. The only note I have about that is... Edward is way worse than Hades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, Hades is just doing his job. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay, guys, I know we're, like, at the end of the podcast, but I have a biology question for you. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> which is, when Edward was in the car looking for Bella and comes across her in Lainey's mind, he says... A volley of snarls erupted from my throat. And then he describes himself growling so loudly that it shakes the car. Oh my god. What What do you think is the physiological and like predatory purpose of a vampire being able to growl like a canid? I mean, okay. I mean, it's like a mating thing, right? I mean, that's what we're all what thinking. The f- it's like, no, I was oh, I, no, that's that, not Sophie. what I was thinking. Okay, no, but like, okay, here's, okay, Sophie's the horny one in this podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's usually me, so it's nice that it's somebody else. <laughs> no, wait, wait, I, hold on. It's been a long quarantine. No, take that out, believe that. <laughs> no, because like, you know, crocodiles do that growly vibration thing have you seen this no so like crocodile males will find like a patch of water and they will like growl so low that the water around them like dances and it's like a to attract lady crocodiles oh my Uh, god i need you both to look up a video uh, right now because it's uh, wild as hell are you wait are you suggesting that Mm -hmm. vampires are like physiologically and phylogenetically more similar to crocodilians than they are to humans. I mean, they got those sharp teeth. Wait, they don't. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Okay, don't worry. I was an alligator, not even a crocodile. Guys, we have to start that whole part over again. Because I got it wrong. Oh my god. 
Okay, if I was a lady alligator. Oh, <laughs> that makes me feel weird. <laughs> Correction. Same as the horny one again. Same as the horny one. <laughs> yeah, like in my non-Twilight life, I like Moonlight as a cetacean acoustician. And one of my favorite sounds in the world is blue whale arch calls, which like start below the frequency humans can hear, go up a little bit, and then go down again. So it is like literally at the bottom of the human audible range. And wow. it is like the best thing I have ever heard. So I guess very low noises are sexy. But damn, growling when you're angry is not sexy. That just so- makes me think you're going to kill me. That's a great point. Yeah, so he growls loud enough to rival the car. So I actually went, I'm like, is it that they can snarl or growl to the point where it like immobilizes a human? That's kind of what I thought maybe. And then that's where I went. But I like this, this, this thing better. (laughs) I can't can't formulate words. I'm just saying that maybe that's why they can growl, but they use it in, you know, other contexts. Yeah, um, uh-huh. it's really important that you guys know that there is a seahorse that can I'm growl. This. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, there isn't. There is. Sophie, <laughs> you're lying to me. They can use their low frequency growl to warn con specifics of a predator currently attacking it, oh, on- only showing this type of growl when it is being handled. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god. That's really cute. I need to, is there a video of a seahorse growl? <laughs> it's called a long snout seahorse if you need that. Oh. Also, Hannah, I really need you to keep in the part where I'm like, it's not a crocodile, it's an alligator. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm going to die. I'm going to cut it out just to make him mad. Oh! <laughs> okay, my only other thought about <laughs> what is happening when uh-huh. Edward is growling is that he somehow growls at the resonant frequency of the car. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god, can you imagine if he was like apoplectically angry, like zooming down the highway, growling, and then the car just shatters into shatters a million pieces around him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we may never know why growl. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm getting uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are, like, LRAD devices. They basically use, it's, like, long-range acoustic device, I guess. And they use, like, very low noise to, like, basically punch you with sound. (laughs) And they can do a lot of damage, actually. (laughs) So that's probably what the vampires. Yes. Animal noises are cool. I could talk about marine acoustics for a while. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be next episode. When Edward runs through the Seattle... (laughs) uh fjord again or whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah 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 we'll talk about how <laughs> yeah he would make a really good uh real-time acoustic detection platform for monitoring north atlantic right whales in atlanta canada i mean can someone turn me into a vampire so i can do science <laughs> someone turn me into a vampire so i can do science that's the merch okay that's it oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I want that shirt. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Well, we can make it happen. That's all of the podcast we have to do today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're done now. Maybe the next episode won't be awful. 
Well, okay, hear me out. The episodes aren't awful. The book's bad. <laughs> yeah. The episodes are fantastic. That's why we got six downloads on our last one. Wow. wow. <laughs> We're, We're moving down, down, folks. Moving down, slowly but surely. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just like uh, the content of this book. All right. God damn it. What else is there to talk about? We guess <laughs> what's going to happen Oh, next. yeah. Okay. Yes. Both chapters are called Theory. Hell yeah. I'm guessing this is the one about the vampire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 100% going to be them, the whole car. It's just going to be the conversation of the car ride home. So we're going to get like two identical chapters again, I think. Wait, Ugh. don't they confront each other in the forest? Or is that I thought that in that's, the movie? That's the movie, I think. It's just oh, in the. Okay. Oh. I, I think I could be wrong. I think this all happens in the car. And then it's after she gets out of the car where she says the whole. And I. He, there was three things I was certain. It's after it's this chapter. I'm almost certain. Like last time, you guys corrected me, and I yeah that we were right. But this one, I'm like I'm almost certain this next chapter ends in that famous line. Well, that sounds about right. That famous line that I can't remember. But it's on the back of my toilet. Irrevocably. Irrevocably. Yeah. Such a good book. I'm looking forward to it. Well, does okay. Wait. So then, does what happens in this one? She like tells the theory but he doesn't confirm it because there is i thought in the book there was a thing where he's like i need to show her me in the sunlight yeah like that's the reveal isn't it yeah that's the reveal but i think it's kind of like in this chapter where he's like hypothetically kind of thing Love and that. it's like it, i think it kind of goes the same way whereas like he doesn't like fully say it but also doesn't deny it mm. i think say it out loud Vampire. Anyway. Vampire. Oh, I hate that so much. Already thinking about it. Yeah, sorry. If we have to watch these movies, I'm gonna die. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're after we finish these books, we're gonna record a commentary track for the I'm Twilight gonna, movie. I've decided this. I'm yeah. gonna be drunk before we even start. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Too. Okay. My roommate has a Twilight drinking game that he does sometimes. I'll get it from him and we can uh, do that. Yikes. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, okay, so we definitely know what's going to happen next time. Yeah, yeah. What about the other stuff, Hannah? <laughs> yeah, Sophie, I swear to God, if you don't stop highlighting my quotes, I'm going to come through that computer. <laughs> my favorite game to play is to start highlighting the paragraph Hannah's about to read. Uh, I'm making one. my life slightly more difficult than it needs to be. All right. Okay. If you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. We are at MidlightPod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And in the <laughs> words of Edward, and all of our feelings while reading this chapter, was I okay? No. <laughs> I wish I'd started recording before you said the phrase. I don't know if this is palm oil propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so hard to tell. <laughs>